Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. What is good with you on this Wednesday? You got Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman in for the man known as Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play that ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney, Miss Courtney, what's going on this Wednesday? How you doing, young lady? I am doing well. We've got the draft coming up. We've yeah. got some really good playoff series, some 3-1 games to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. Freddie... This is the best time in sports. I go home and there's a playoff game on every night. And that's the best thing because if you don't have anything to watch on TV, it's more your fault than anything else as far as that goes. So there's no doubt about that. Like Courtney mentioned, got the NFL draft tomorrow night. What team would Texas running back B. John Robinson love to be drafted by? And we'll also talk about those goofy Boston Celtics blowing game five versus the Atlanta Hawks. But first, here we go. go, go. Only one place Booker to start. 15. Yes, indeed. Devin Booker. Called upon, he answers the call. He'll eliminate the Los Angeles Clippers. Suns will move on. The Suns win. Oh, brothers. There's no doubt, Courtney, that the NBA playoffs. We know it's been must-see TV. Ratings between Golden State and Sacramento are the highest in 21 years. So they've got that flavor. But I can't recall somebody putting up a 50-burger in a quarter in a playoff game that I saw from the Phoenix Suns in the third quarter. And yet in the fourth quarter, it was a two-point game, and they had to hold on to win and close out the Clippers in this series. Devin Book has been a grown you-know-what man in this series and having Kevin Durant having his back. But, Courtney, it was just ridiculous seeing someone score 50 points in a quarter after being down 9-70-61 at halftime like the Phoenix Suns last night. It's tough for me to figure out who's had the better postseason, whether it's Devin Booker or Jimmy Butler. I think from, you know, statistically speaking, Booker's numbers are are above where Jimmy Butler is right now. But right. we've got two mammoth style performances in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference and what Booker means to this team. You have Kevin Durant there and he can create his own offense. But the difference maker that Booker has provided the Suns team on the defensive end is where like that's a different differentiating factor for me, Freddie. I, it's just it's wild to see his rise. I covered him in Mississippi at Moss Point High School. Really? So the fact that I'm now seeing this player who played 4A basketball in uh-huh. 2013 now in the NBA playoffs, doing what he's doing, coming off. Remember, he had the groin injury earlier this year. Yep. To see how he came back from that and has been the spark plug that this team needs in the first round to close out this Clippers team. This is about as good of a one-two punch as you can get in the playoffs. One of the things about Devin Booker, and you're right, game two, 38 points, shot over 63% from the field, 57% from the three-point line. Game three, 45 points, shot over 62% from the field, 42% from the three-point line. Game four, 38 points, over 47% from the field, 50% 50% of the three-point line. Then last night, he went nuclear. 47 points, shot 70%, 57% from the three-point line. I know having Kevin Durant makes a huge, huge difference. But when he's going like this, 
this is the kind of team I want to see exactly what's going to happen with the Denver Nuggets because nobody's surprised that the Denver Nuggets closed out the Minnesota Timberwolves. Nobody's surprised about that. Nobody should be. But we always wondered about the Denver Nuggets. And are they the kind of team that can win these kind of series with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray on one side, Courtney, and then you got the big bad sons on the other side with those three guys playing well? I can't wait to see how these two styles will have a chance to go at each other starting this weekend when that series happens. Because whatever questions we have about the Denver Nuggets, we're going to get a lot of answers, especially Devin Booker and Kevin Durant continue to play like that. And you'll get some answers about Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, too. I think that this, it feels like a pretty evenly matched series just on paper when you try to project this thing out. I have it going six. I think the Suns will probably end up in the Western Conference Finals from this series. But, you know, that's not not a knock on the Nuggets and what Jokic is doing as a two-time MVP and Jamal Murray invoking some of those memories of what he did in the bubble. You know, that game two 40-point performance it still resonates, even though they were able to close out the Timberwolves uh, last night. And then you kind of project that thing forward. Which duo is going to outduo the other? Right. And to me, it's Kevin Durant and Devin Booker right now. And you can add in some of the contributions from Chris Paul, certainly. But even with their bench, like to me, last night when you have Josh Okoge adding 11 and then Biombo adding 8, that those are probably the bigger contributions from the reserves that we've seen from Phoenix, and that's been a problem all series. I think they certainly need more of that, but when you've got your stars at this point of the postseason, you're going to lean more heavily on them. So I can understand it, but wow. This is this is exciting basketball, Freddie. I'm looking forward to it. Courtney, Courtney, Freddie coming in from Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and also Sirius X and Channel 80. Weigh in and who should be the favorite in this series between the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. Hit us up at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, Mr. Quietstone, Devin Booker, he had this to say about his red-hot third quarter because the only thing that cooled him down was the post-game press conference. Just feeling it out. You know, we, we stressed in the locker room. You know, we, we didn't want to go back to L.A. unless it's for the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, just wanted to get it done. You know, being down nine points coming out of that, we know we want to do it quick. You know, we didn't want to wait until the fourth quarter and try to fight an uphill battle. So, you know, I'm glad we could get some cushion because we needed it. Let's take our Vegas hats off because it can be very easy, Courtney, to look at the odds and say that should be the favorite or this should be the favorite. In your mind, because the Denver Nuggets had the best record in the Western Conference in the regular season, but the Phoenix Suns, had the big bad three with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and also Chris Paul. Who should be the favorite in your mind in this series? I would say it's Phoenix. I think the style that they play offensively, and remember how worried we were that they were going to be exposed and vulnerable on the defensive end Mm -hmm. when they made the trade for Kevin Durant and they end up having to part ways, uh, you know, with Michael Bridges, who's, you know, one of the better defenders in the NBA. And you worried that that would expose them on the defensive end, that they would have to score a lot of points just to, you know, be able to close out teams. And they do that. But you can rely on these three, and they've shown so far, Freddie, that they can sustain these minutes. Kevin Durant playing upwards of, you know, 45 minutes last night, 44 minutes last night, 45 in game four, 42, 44, and 45 again. I worry about that. But then again, why else would you have brought him in here if you're not going to lean most heavily on on your stars? I mean, they've got about as good of a big three in 
the NBA playoffs as any other team that's playing currently. And that duo between Booker and Kevin Durant, to me, is what sets the edge on the over for the Phoenix Suns more than, you know, Nikola Jokic and, and Jamal Murray. It's when that we have a team that's a top seed in a conference and nobody will look at the Denver Nuggets as the favorites because for the first time, and really since they've been in the NBA, long before you were even born in the late 1970s, Courtney, they are the hunted and not the hunter. And that's why the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion, they should be favored in this series. I've seen Kevin Durant do it in terms of winning a championship and being a clutch player. I've seen Devin Booker do that. Even Chris Paul for his kind of off and on in the playoffs, Courtney. I've seen him do it in the playoffs and make that work. I've yet to see the Denver Nuggets do it. I've yet to see Nikola Jokic, when the stakes are the highest, able to pull his team through. Same thing with Jamal Murray. To be fair, Jamal Murray had that injury to torn ACL, so he gets a chance to prove that. That's why I think a lot of the money line, a lot of the betting odds are going to be in favor of Phoenix. And I'm not even concerned about how many minutes that they have played because more than ever before in modern basketball, I'm not worried about defense. It's about when you get those defensive stops. Your best defense is putting a buck 30 on somebody. Sometimes that's your best defense more than ever before in modern basketball. And it's more likely that a team like the Phoenix Suns with that kind of efficient firepower are a lot better at doing that, in my opinion, right now on paper than the Denver Nuggets. And I think that's why I'm with you that the Phoenix Suns should be the favorites in this series. I mean, you've got Devin Booker averaging 37-plus in this series on 60% shooting. That figure alone reaches historical proportions. Shaq did it, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it. Those are the only two players uh, at other times in the postseason in a best-of-seven series that have reached those figures. He's giving you offense, but he's also giving you what you might have thought you were going to lack on this Phoenix Suns team as a defensive difference maker. And, And that, to me, is why, you know... The, the balance here is a lot more even than I would have probably expected projecting the series out, but I'm with you. I think the Nuggets haven't proven it yet. You go back to the bubble year when they go to the conference finals against the Lakers and they lose in five. I think that there are moments where we've seen the bubble version of Nikola Jokic, the bubble right. version certainly of Jamal Murray, but I don't know if that's going to be able to sustain itself when you've got this mammoth of a team offensively with a big three that's as good as any others in the postseason breathing down your neck now, and we know the series is going to start at altitude, so yeah. maybe that's a differentiating factor, sure. and I would worry about that with the minutes because mm-hmm. – I remember saying it early on in the series after they lost game one, the Suns, I would really, you know, worry about Kevin Durant and some, I mean, I'm not worried about Devin Booker because I'm just not, you know, (laughs) with the minutes and in the injuries and all of that. I do worry about it with Kevin Durant. When he went down, I believe it was in the second quarter and he had that back injury, like something happened with him and Russ and, you know, he was fine. Like he looked like he just like tweaked something momentarily before getting up. I cringe in those moments. I always like have to hold my breath until we see Kevin Durant get up and either go to the bench or just get back in the game. Mm -hmm. I hope that these 44, 45 minute stretches for him are not, you know, when you think about a long series, not going to be the differentiating factor for this team just running out of gas at the end. It doesn't feel like it because the offense is coming in a number of different ways. And, you know, when you've got Devin Booker doing what he's doing, this team can probably go as far as it wants. Yeah, because he's been receiving signals from other planets in the last four games after they <laughs> lost game one to the Los Angeles Clippers. You said you got the Suns winning in six? I do. I've okay. got the Suns in six. Yeah, I, I want to go with the Nuggets, but until, I consider the Nuggets right now the Buffalo Bills. Until I actually see it, 
I'm not going to yep. believe it. So I'm with you. I think the Suns find a way to win one, game one or game two on the road. I don't think they lose a game at home in this series, even though the Nuggets are more than capable. I'm with you as well. I think the Denver Nuggets will lose this to the Phoenix Suns in six games. We'll lead to even more questions about that basketball team. Can they actually enjoy being the hunted and do with that instead of being the hunted like they have been in previous years? You can always hit us on Twitter. Courtney's handle, Courtney R. Cronin. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman. In for Mike Greenberg on Greeny here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. And how could Reddit affect tomorrow night's NFL draft? That's next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure to bring in Matt Miller. Does a great job as an ESPN NFL Draft analyst. Hit him on Twitter at NFL Draft Scout. Matt this draft is in your state. You're a Missouri native. It's in Kansas City. I looked on your Twitter post at NFL Draft Scout that you had a heart attack-inducing meal, part of perks <laughs> of the draft being a home game. So where do we people get food this week with the NFL Draft starting tomorrow night in Kansas City? Freddie, you can't go wrong with barbecue in Kansas City. There are the, you know, there's the icons, there's the, the Gates, the Arthur Bryants, there's kind of the new mm. school of, 239 Joe's Kansas City, my all-time favorite uh, Z-Man sandwich you cannot go wrong with. But mm. I always tell people, if you walk into a barbecue joint in Kansas City, it's going to be good. It's going to be fantastic. So people coming up or people who are from here know, like, just find a barbecue spot. It's, it's all going to be good. I'm a big Gates gal myself. I don't like waiting. And the last time I was there, Q39 had a line out the door of people just trying to get into the bar area. So give me convenience, get quick in and out, and, and a lot of different sauces with that. So let's shift our attention to some of the interesting news coming out of the last 24 hours. This is a new one. Apparently, a Reddit thread, Matt, has Will Levis trending in a really strange direction. Apparently, he's 
According to this Reddit thread, the Vegas odds for him have shifted because he's telling people allegedly that he is expected to go number one overall to Carolina. Now, we know that Vegas (laughs) still has Bryce Young as the odds on favorite to go number one overall. But what do you make of some of this buzz in the midst of lying season or is there any validity to it? I don't think there's any validity to it. It sounds like the theme for draft day part two, right? Like, <laughs> come on, we got a Reddit thread. That the ju- and here's the thing. We work with the greatest NFL insider to ever do it, Adam Schefter. And we got guys like Chris Mortensen and Jeremy Fowler. And if they don't know it, I don't know how some guys at name your favorite sports book know it. Now I get it. They're building big buildings in Vegas because they're good at, at setting these lines, but I can't find an NFL source who will say that Will Levis is going first or second. I asked someone yesterday. I called an assistant GM. I said, hey, don't let me get surprised. Don't let me look stupid. Is this going to happen? And he just laughed at me. He's like, no, no, it's not going to happen. So uh, we'll see. It's made it interesting. It's made it fun. So uh, it was uh, – <laughs> we'll see. I've been asked about it a lot. I'll tell you that. And it's, it's wild that we do live in a time where a Reddit post wow. can adjust betting lines that much. And, and even today I've seen – I've seen tweets where, oh, this line changed, that line changed. Uh, I guess I'm just old school. I don't, I'm not buying all the, all the adjustments. Yeah, no doubt about that because we don't need to be stuck on stupid courtesy of the NFL draft and also a Reddit post when it comes to that. Matt Miller, ESPN NFL draft analyst and insider. Hit him on NFL Draft Scout. Joining Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin and Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'll throw this at you, Matt. What's more likely, C.J. Stroud falling or Will Levis rising in the first round tomorrow night? Ooh, that's good. Can I take both? Gosh. Um, I would <laughs> sure. say C.J. Stroud falling is, is more likely. But here's the thing. like C.J. Stroud could go fourth. And to me, that's still like, man, he should have gone earlier than that. He's a really, really good player. You know, he should have gone two to the Houston Texans. So um, I, I think that we could see a scenario where a team like the Tennessee Titans trades up into that number three spot with the Arizona Cardinals. And they say, all right, if the Houston Texans aren't going to take this guy, we will because – Ryan Tannehill, 35 years old. And it, it sets up perfectly, Freddie, for we could have three new quarterbacks in the AFC South tomorrow or by Friday night if the Houston Texans don't take one at two or at 12. They'll, they'll probably grab one somewhere in the middle round. So um, if the Texans pass on C.J. Stroud and let him go to Indy or, or, or to Tennessee, you're going to have to play that dude twice a year. So like that's the part of this I love is that it's not only the player that you do or don't take, it's the player that you allow your rivals to take. And – is CJ Stroud a guy you want to see twice a year? I would not. I'd rather have him on my team. So I, I do think that's that's the fun part of this right now, with the, especially the AFC South, is who's going to take a quarterback when and where? Um, but I, I think for Levis, if Stroud's off the board at three, Levis could go at four. And we could be looking at that scenario where the Texans are, are kind of left as the last man in the AFC South without a quarterback. What do you make of the buzz that the Texans won't take a quarterback, that it could be Tyree Wilson, who apparently passed a physical with the Houston Texans. He hasn't done that with every team because of the foot injury yeah. or a Will Anderson. Explain the logic behind that to me, because if they wait till 12, I understand that we always see a quarterback fall out of the top 10, but I don't feel like you could wait much longer than that unless you really plan to tank again this year to set yourself up for 2024. Yeah, so I can't explain the logic of it either, Courtney. It doesn't make sense to me why you would do that. But uh, what I've heard is that they believe in Houston that this this roster is not good. It is a bad roster, which I would agree with. They have the number two pick in the draft. And that instead of selecting a quarterback that they don't necessarily value at number two overall or even one at number 12 overall, they would rather build the roster. 
And when you have a new head coach coming in who has a six-year contract, you can get away with that a little bit. If I was the GM Nick Casario, I think I'd be looking over my shoulder because this, you're, you're on your third head coach. And if, if, if you're now looking at a strategy of, ah, let's, we're building a team for 2025 even, that's, that's tough for you as a GM to be in that situation. So um, there's a lot of dynamics at play there because of you've got an owner that's very involved, you've got a GM that is on his third head coach, and you've got a head coach who is a legend for that team coming in. So I, I would think D'Amico Ryans probably gets the final say. And, and, again, not what I would do, but what I've been told is that they believe that the system they're bringing from San Francisco can help uh, a quarterback who's not a premium draft pick. And then also that you know they, they would like to build the roster before they throw a rookie quarterback out on a bad team. Great stuff by Matt Miller, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst and Insider, joining Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin on Greeny on ESPN Radio. I think the two most intriguing teams in the draft are the Houston Texans because we don't know how long that dumpster fire is going to continue based on what they might do or might not do tomorrow. And then the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that was a player or two away from winning a world championship, and they have the 10th pick in the draft. Matt, what are the possibilities for the Birds in Philadelphia? Man, they can go best player available, um, which is, like you said, you, they almost won a Super Bowl, and the guys they even drafted in the first round last year weren't big contributors. You know, they drafted Jordan Davis, who is – you know, a backup defensive tackle who really you know, didn't get on the field a ton last year. Obviously, they traded one of those picks for, for A.J. Brown, which was huge. But this is a team that's drafted really, really well for the future to a point that they don't have a lot of immediate needs, Freddie. They could always go pass rusher because Fletcher Cox is getting older. Brandon Graham's getting older. Derek Barnett's getting older. Uh, they found some dudes like Josh Sweat. is a really good player. But they could still look at this and say, all right, we're going to draft for the, for the future at defensive end like they did nose tackle last year. Uh, they could take Bijan Robinson, which is what I want. It's what Bijan wants. He oh. said on NFL Live, he wants to be with Jalen Hurts, which I think would be amazing. Mm. And it's, it's kind of a need for them. You know, they have Kenny Gainwell, they have Rashad Penny. Rashad has not been able to stay healthy. So they could go a number of directions. Corner is a spot for them, whether it's at 10 or at 30, because they, you know, they almost lost Darius Slade. Even keeping James Bradbury was a little bit of a stretch. And those guys are a little bit older. So it's it's fun with Philly because you can get into all these scenarios of, well, like here's a future need and there's a future need, but imagine adding, you know, an all pro caliber back like Bijan to this offense would be awesome. So they can they can really go anywhere. Can you make the case for them waiting on Bijan Robinson for that second pick that they have in the first round? I don't know if ten feels too high right. for the where they have running backs valued. I know that that's an argument. You'll get a lot of different yeah. answers from a lot of different front office people. But can they wait until thirty, knowing that the Dallas Cowboys have a need and they pick four picks before them in the first round? Or is that something if they have their if that is the highest rated player on their board when they get to ten, do they have to pass up the offensive lineman that might be? there to draft B. Sean Robinson? I, I think I would do it, and I think that's a conversation like for each team. There are teams where it doesn't make sense to draft B. Sean Robinson, but there are teams like Philly where it does make sense. Um, if you wait until 30, you've got to really hope that Jameer Gibbs from Alabama is there, and Jameer is the best receiving back in this class. He's a great kick returner. He has 4-3 speed. He's undersized. He's 5'9", 200 pounds, but you could find a role for him You know, with Gainwell and Penny. Like, you can find a role for a player like that, so um, I think if you don't go Bijan at 10, you, at 30, you've got a decent chance, but you said Dallas at 26, Buffalo at 27, Cincinnati at 28. The Joe Mixon situation at Cincinnati is really interesting. It's worth watching, and, and it could be a spot where the Bengals draft a running back earlier than we all expect. 
Um, but we could we could see two running backs, and if so, Mel's head's going to explode if that happens. But we could we could definitely <laughs> see a couple running backs go in the first round. He will definitely part of the, be part of the ESPN ABC NFL Draft coverage starting tomorrow night at seven o'clock Eastern time. By the way, go on his Twitter handle at NFL Draft Scout. He's got a completely artery clogging inducing attack known as all the food on his Draft Scout. When it comes to NFL Draft Scout, of Matt Miller does a great job. ESPN NFL Draft analyst, always great to have him here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Matt, so proud of you. I know you're going to knock it out this weekend. Part of the draft coverage. Can't wait to talk to you soon, my friend. You take care and be well. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Courtney Cronin, Freddie, coming in from Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. And we mentioned B. John Robinson, NFL draft prospect. I hope he doesn't get what he wants, because if he does, as a Cowboys fan, I'm going to be sad because he said this about the one NFL team and NFL quarterback he would love to play with if he gets drafted by this team. If yeah. you could pick any quarterback in the NFL to line up with and go play with, who would it be? Shoot, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. You got to pick one, uh, and you can't say Patrick. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. If you went to Philly, I would pick you to be the offensive rookie of the year. Man, as a Cowboys fan, Courtney, that's the last thing I want to hear because he fits exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles do. He can catch out of the backfield. He can pass block. He can run. He's a good dude. He doesn't need the money because the NIL deals gave him a lot of money in terms of product sure and did. cars and all other stuff. I want B. John Robinson out of that division. I don't care if he goes to Jacksonville. I don't care if he goes to Houston, Courtney. But as a Cowboys fan, that's the last dude I want to see in that division torturing my team for the next 8 to 10 years. We know he took two pre-draft visits, Philadelphia and to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not apparently to the Dallas Cowboys. But I find it hard. Like Matt was saying, unless Philly is willing at 10 and, you know, the guarantees that are locked into that spot on the rookie wage scale, you got to be asking yourself, do you want to be paying that much for a running back and knowing down the line if things go according to plan, you pick up his fifth year option, you might be looking at a very expensive deal on you're looking towards a second contract. This is a world championship team from 2017, a team that just contended for a Super Bowl. I feel like they've got a good strategy going and knowing that they've got that extra first round pick gives them some flexibility. I don't think they can wait until 30. He will be gone to your Dallas Cowboys at 26. Worst case scenario, if he if he gets, you know, if he falls out of, you know, like the top 20, he'll be there for the taking. I just would worry if you're Philly and you covet this guy and you know that you have a backfield that doesn't have Miles Sanders in it anymore. You might not want to wait. Like they're kind of between a rock and a in a hard place here because knowing where they draft they might have to overdraft to get mm-hmm. the player that they covet because they know they can't get him very likely at 30. I, I don't know if they're going to be wise to take him at 10. I hope that they have a momentary lapse of reason and don't do that because <laughs> Mel Kuyper's mock draft has B. John Robinson going number 18 to the Detroit Lions. He pays the price how devalued the running back position has become in the NFL because for the longest time, we still hear this now, Courtney. You know this covering the Chicago Bears. If you're going to help your quarterback, he needs two things an offensive line, and a running game. But yet, they do not want to pay running backs or draft running backs that high because of the short shelf life, no matter how great I think B. John Robinson is going to be at the next level. He pays the price 
for the times that we are the modern times when it comes to football where running backs are valued, but you need two and three of them, not just one particular guy. And they're not going to pay that one particular guy the kind of money that Dallas paid, and then they had buyer's remorse at the end of the contract when it came to Ezekiel Elliott. And Dallas now has a need, too, because Ezekiel Elliott's no longer there. So you've got a Tony Pollard-led backfield, and they're there at 26. How could you not take him? I know they need more receivers as well, and that could very well be an option for them. I think Jackson Smith and and Jigba will be gone by then. But if it is a Quentin Johnson or a Jordan Addison, I could see the Cowboys going either of those directions. But what we know about Jerry Jones is that he loves his running backs when they come early and they can be productive early and then you can part ways with them when they no longer serve your purpose, more or less. So how this affects your team could be the fact that he's not there late in the first round, and it makes sense to try later, you know, past 20, I think, is a very valid spot because we've mm-hmm. heard some some rumblings about Atlanta at 8 potentially wanting to get in yeah. on the Bijan Robinson sweepstakes. That, to me, feels mm-hmm. still too high, and I know that we have this conversation every year. I was actually talking yesterday during the Bears pre-draft availability with their assistant general manager, Ian Cunningham, about do you value... Could you see yourself taking a running back? This is just like a personal, like very broad picture because I don't think they are going to take a running back at nine. But is it okay to take a running back within the top ten? And it really is like, is this guy the generational talent? Do you value him above most other players that you have ranked on your board? And if the answer is yes, you can make a case for it. Right. I just believe that the guarantees. Do you want to be paying a running back eight million dollars on his, you know, the first year of his of his rookie deal, more or less, because mm-hmm. of you know the guarantees that are locked into that contract? I, most teams are going to tell you no. So. It's a value thing. He will be gone by day one. You can be assured of that. I just don't know if it's going to be in the top 15 or if he'll fall outside of that in the 20s. There's several teams that need a running back. And not for nothing, the Kansas City Chiefs have shown that you don't need to draft a running back that high to be effective. I give you Isaiah Pacheco. They took him in the seventh round, and he was Mm -hmm. their second most important player behind Patrick Mahomes in their run to winning another championship because he was so good providing that running game and not at a high price when it came to paying that position at running back when it came to him. So B. John Robinson will get drafted by somebody. I'm just hoping that it's not number 10 to the Philadelphia Eagles. I do not need that guy in my division with my Cowboys for the next 8 to 10 years. Courtney Cronin and Freddie coming in for Mike Greenberg on Greenie on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. Tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. And what Disney character do the Boston Celtics remind us of And did Trey Young save his job with the Atlanta Hawks? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Trey in the middle, fires the three. Bang! Trey Young just hit it with 1.8 to go. And the Hawks take a two-point lead. Tatum fires at the buzzer and misses. And the Atlanta Hawks have won. The Atlanta Hawks have come in and shocked the world, folks. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone AutoZone with Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, in for Mike Greenberg today on Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The sound you hear is somebody who's Charmaine Nameless, Cam Pratt, the producer, going, yippee, <laughs> because the goofy Boston Celtics, Courtney Cronin, had a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter. They had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. And they could not put away Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks, losing 119 to 117. The reason Cam Pratt's going, yippee, because he's a Philadelphia 76ers fan that allows Joel Embiid to get more rest. This series will not start on Saturday. It's going to start on Monday. I've seen enough of this goofiness from the Celtics that it just bugs the daylights out of me, Courtney. And they're not even my team. They had the best record in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA in January. But because they're so goofy and had these kind of moments, it's why they're playing a game six and the Janet Jackson concert in Atlanta had to be pushed to Friday <laughs> instead of happening on Thursday because they couldn't take care of matters on Tuesday night against the Atlanta Hawks in Boston. I mean, the Hawks fans that were also going to that Janet Jackson concert, as much as they love their home team, they're probably a little irritated at the Boston Celtics for playing with their food because that's what they've done. I've got this incredible stat that shows you just how inept they were in the final five-ish minutes of that game. Uh So they're up 10, remember? They're up 10 going into the final 509 of the game. The next four possessions, the ball never got closer than 14 feet from the hoop. Wow. A lot of missed shots, a lot of Jason Tatum. I mean, he was, he was one of 10 from three on Tuesday night. And there were other guys who were shooting the ball much better, yet he was taking those looks. So there's right. two turnovers, two pull-up misses, and then Atlanta rallies to tie the game with 2.42 to go. Two more turnovers then on the next three possessions. Just Awful offensive basketball Mm -hmm. from the Boston Celtics. And 
when this series that we had three games, three road games last night with teams yeah. down three to one, and two of those teams were able to stave off elimination. It's pretty nuts to me that a team that was in the NBA Finals last year can't seem to close out a team like the Atlanta Hawks, despite how hot Trey Young got late. And and that's what you expect. I mean, he's catching strays from Knicks fans, and they're not even playing the Atlanta Hawks this year because they know how dangerous Trey Young can be in those moments. But this is another classic example of Boston, you know, over. I I think honestly, like not taking teams as seriously as they should have. And you're on the road. You're up three to one. Go ahead and close this thing out because what Joel Embiid when he tweeted that thing, man, this is some great basketball, and he you know tagged Trey Young in that. He wasn't really just thinking about how good the basketball was to watch. He's thinking, man, I've got five days now to rest this knee before I potentially have to play Boston or or Atlanta in the next series. And and I think that that's. That's dangerous because you're giving this Philadelphia 76ers time, team time to rest and get ready to play you in the second round. That's, that's not something that I think any team wants. But the church say amen, amen, amen. The church doors are now open. Our Greeny on ESPN Radio with Courtney Cronin and Freddie coming in for Mike Greenberg. A, 100% what you had to say about that because the last thing you need is to have a potential game seven. And that'll be a very nervous building if that happens in Boston because you had a chance to put them away in game five. But here's something else. With all the smoke that was attached to Trey Young towards the end of the regular season, that the Atlanta Hawks may be looking to move on from him, Quinn Snyder, the head coach, coming in midseason, all that stuff that went out there. I wonder how much, Courtney, he saved his job in terms of putting all that to rest. We'll never know the extent of it, but even Trey Young alluded to that because you know he heard something. And he said, you know, it is what it is. It happened before. It'll probably happen again. I'm just putting my head down. So even he heard mm-hmm. that smoke about potentially these, this could be the last year for him playing for the Atlanta Hawks. I wonder how much of that performance last night where he scored the last 14 points for the Atlanta Hawks can maybe put that to rest inside that organization and not the outside noise on if this is going to be the last hurrah for the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young, playing for that organization based on what he did last night. And what he did last night in the absence of Deshante Murray, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I mean, the, t- the guy's suspended, and Trey Young says, "Well, that's my role too. Now I have to take on that responsibility." And to shoot from the logo, the emphatic <laughs> exclamation point to end this game—it wasn't that he, you know, drove the lane and in, in, or hit a jumper. I mean, he let you know, yeah. I'm still that dude. I'm still Ice Trey at the end of the day, even when there's been a dip in his production. I know he wasn't really thrilled with the... Remember The Athletic put out that straw poll oh, yeah. about a week ago? Most like overrated, most overrated player. player yeah. And everybody's chanting it at him during uh, pregame warm-ups, and there's validity to that. He hasn't yeah. made. He didn't make the All-Star game this year. His numbers have dipped from where they were two years ago. He had fallen off a bit. Those are the moments. I mean, I need to see more of that to be confident if I'm the Atlanta Hawks that this is our guy going forward and that you don't want to make a change. But he can still remind you in those moments that he was the guy that you saw two seasons ago rise in the NBA and play in the Knicks and, and you know bringing this Atlanta Hawks franchise into the forefront in the NBA playoffs. He's still that dude. Just got to see more of it. Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics. What happened, dude? Got to get them credit. They play well. Big time shots at, at the right time, and we wanted to win. We were we were focused, but um, turnovers and fifty fifty balls that kind of hurt us. Uh, I'm sure we you know watch film and talk about it. And oh, by the way, don't go seven to thirteen from the free throw line at home and have your best player go one for ten from the three point line at home. Not saying 
Just saying for a friend. Just saying. <laughs> Just putting it out there as far as that goes. <laughs> Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. With Courtney Cronin, I'm Freddie Coleman. In for Mike Greenberg today, what Hall of Famer needs to retire, according to Stephen A. Smith, the first take? That's next on Greeny. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.